Great to be with you today. I love my church family. It's great to be in your living room, wherever you're sitting. We're going to get in the Word of God, and I, I want to just express to you how proud I am of Valley Community Church, proud I am of the heart that you have, and how you have been praying together, and getting on so many different medias, and, and being with one another, and and following the guidelines, but uh, allowing uh, the spiritual things to continue to manifest. And we are so excited about the ladies beginning their new Bible study. We're excited about the men's journaling. So many things that are manifesting. Uh, Watch closely on the webpage because we're going to be announcing a lot more. And also, reopening is going to happen soon. And as soon as we know exactly that date, we will let you know. And we're going to gather together and celebrate in such an amazing way at Valley Community Church. Let me ask you this question beginning. Have you ever had a season where you didn't like church? Here's an old saying that is always said in Michigan. It's really not the church's fault. Your wood is wet. Here's the reasoning that I want you to really begin to recognize that in this reopening, I want to change the name from reopening to reimagining. To begin to see what has God done during this season? What is God saying during this season? In the reimagining, the Lord is, is, is showing me so many things regarding us the church. And I'm excited about being able to share that soon with you. And uh, so stay with us, get on the webpage and look at all the announcements that we're going to begin to give on our webpage. And you're going to see some amazing things that God is speaking. Again, here's the reasoning that sometimes my wood is wet. Even if the church is dull, If they mention Jesus, that should be exciting to all of us. We need to begin to open up our hearts to what God is saying and reimagine what church is really all about. Turn your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 18 and also Psalm 136. Remember in this series, we are learning about the attributes of God and or his character or what God is. In other words, being with God, what do you get? When you relate with God, what do you really get? And that's what we're learning in this time frame. With all the negativity, all the things being said uh, on the news and the radio, and, and people are, some people are walking in fear that you're ministering to, <clears throat> I want you to understand, we need to really know what we get when we relate with God. So God's attributes are what God is, not really what he does. Let me say it this way. If God's attributes are something that he had rather than something that he is, then he might lose them or he might use them up or run out. God's attributes are not just what he does. They are really who he is. Today, let's talk about some more attributes of God. Today we want to talk about God is justice 
and he is mercy. I didn't say God is just and he is merciful, even though he is. This is what I'm, I'm trying to bring to you today. And again, as we've done in the series, we're doing a little play on words. And I want you to follow my thought because I'm going to lead you to what God said through the Word of God. God himself is just because he is justice. And he is merciful because God is mercy. Justice and mercy is his being. Justice and mercy is who he is. So let's now talk about the definition of justice and mercy or who is God? Justice is giving someone what he or she deserves. Mercy is not giving someone what he or she deserves. We're not talking today about grace. We will. Grace is giving someone what he doesn't deserve. So do you see the perfectness of God Do you see the perfectness of God? The question is, how can God be justice and mercy? And and because literally, if you talk about justice and mercy and the way we look at it in life, it seems like opposite spectrums. But let me say this question another way. How can God's justice give someone what he deserves or not give someone mercy what he deserves. See, when you look at the two, they don't work together. They don't fit. They're opposite of each other. We have to understand one thing, though. God was completely just when he dealt with you. And he is completely merciful when he dealt with you. So here it is. How did or does God do this, justice and mercy? Psalm 89, 14 says, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. Notice in the same verse, the words mercy and justice are describing God. Psalm 101, verse 1. I will sing of mercy and justice to you, O Lord. I will sing praises. There it is again. Isaiah 30, verse 18. Therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you, and therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. There it is. Mercy and justice working together. This verse says, for the Lord is a God of justice. Speaking of mercy doesn't seem to fit with that. Why? Justice is giving you what you deserve. Mercy is not giving you what you deserve. So let's go on. Let's continue to read some scripture. And there's a method to my madness. Because I'm going to bring you to a reality of God's justice and God's mercy. Hosea 2.19, this is so amazing. I love this scripture. He says, I will betroth you or marry you to me forever. 
Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and justice, in loving kindness and mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. <laughs> because of, God, of who God is, intimate relationship manifests. God was saying salvation was wrought by justice and mercy. The salvation that I live out every single day of my life is brought out by God's justice and God's mercy. So again, how can God give someone justice and mercy? Think again. If justice is giving you what you deserve and mercy is not giving you what you deserve, how can you do both? How can both manifest from God? Well, pastor, maybe this is how some people think about it. Maybe God is more merciful than he is just. Praise God, his mercy won out. I've heard this, people say this. And he had a little more mercy in him than he had justice. Bottom line, what they're saying, you know what? The day I got saved, God was in a good mood. Really? That's not the God that I serve. That's not who he is. The answer to that statement is no. Everything God is, he is fully or complete. To understand this completely, let's understand God and his justice and mercy. Let's start by talking about justice. God is the full embodiment of justice. Everything justice is, God is. Ezekiel 18, I had you turn there. Ezekiel 18, verse 25 says this. Watch this. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not fair. Other translations use the word right, just, or equal. Hear now, O house of Israel, is it not my way which is fair, just, right, or equal? And your ways which are not fair or not just or not right or not equal. Verse 26. When a righteous man turns away from his righteousness, commits iniquity, and dies in it, it is because of the iniquity which he has done that he dies. Again, when a wicked man turns away from the wickedness which he committed and does what is lawful and right, he preserves himself alive. Because he considers and turns away from all the transgressions which he committed, he shall surely live. He shall not die. Yet the house of Israel says, the way of the Lord is not fair. O house of Israel, is it not my ways, God speaking, which are fair, and your ways, which are not fair? So we're measuring God and his justice and his mercy and man in their justice and their mercy. See, the word fair is normally translated in the Old Testament as just. The Hebrew meaning, watch the meaning of this word. It means morally equal. There is an equality there. So we were all born morally unequal. 
There is an iniquity in us when we were born in this earth. Iniquity comes from the same root word, or inequity comes from the same root word for iniquity. Justice means to be morally equal. Now follow me. Again, we're doing a play on words. But if you ever, have you ever gone to court and you see the statue or the picture of the lady holding the scales? It represents justice. The meaning of the scales is this. Now I shared this quite a few years ago with the church. But when someone goes to court, they put all their evidence on one side of the scales And on the other side of the scales, they put justice. Then they weigh it out if the person is guilty or not guilty. So let's look at another word. The word judgment is the application of justice. So when a judge renders a judgment, it is supposed to be the application of justice. So If the man is guilty, justice is guilty. If he is innocent, then justice is not guilty. God is the only one just. God is the only one morally equal. When God's justice confronts us, we are all found lacking, Scripture tells us. So let me give you another explanation. Put God's justice on one side of the scale and our righteousness and our works on the other side. Let me give you the picture of the two scales. On one side, God's side, is five trillion tons of God. On the other side is a feather regarding our righteousness. So you see where the balance would be. Many of us Christians don't feel we need God's mercy as we used to. Because we got saved and we're growing and and we're becoming all that God is calling us to be. And that's awesome. That's so cool. And that's what we're doing at Valley. We're getting in the Word of God. We're learning and we're growing. And God is speaking to us individually. And we're doing amazing things for the kingdom of God. But some might feel, well, I'm pretty good now. I've grown in the Lord. So what I would say in that picture of five trillion tons and a feather, so with all that goodness, we need to add maybe one or two more feathers and see how equal or morally equal that will be with God's justice. We still need, hear it, we still need God's mercy. So how can God be both justice and mercy? See, God is one, he is not part. We are spirit, soul, and body. Even our body has parts. You can even even lose a part and and still have your body and and still live. So you say, Pastor, where are you going with this? I'm trying to wrap this around scriptural truth. The truth will set us free. 
Even our mind has parts, and (laughs) some people have lost their mind, and they don't even know it. But God is not part justice and part mercy, part love, part truth. God is all justice, all mercy, all love, and all truth. It is saying all that he is, is one. God is self-contained. God is self-existing. God is not harmonious because harmony has parts. So the first thing you must understand is God is completely justice. His attributes do not war against each other either. When a judge makes a judgment, he has parts. His justice and mercy are warring because he is human, he isn't God. Justice doesn't demand God, God demands justice. It's not an outside force, it is who God is. It's who he is. So how can God be just and merciful to me? The answer is, God says to every person in the world, get on the scales. Remember that picture? The feather and five trillion tons? God gets on one side, you get on the scales. For close to 19 years, I tried to measure myself up in life without God. I was morally unequal with God. Finally, someone, listen closely, simply said, Gary, you can't add up. You can't do the right thing that is equal to God or God's justice. But Jesus Christ has already done it for you. Follow the picture. The only thing you can do is receive him, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior. I am morally unequal I am, or I can say now, was a sinner. And in myself, I can't do it. Jesus, will you come into my life? And Jesus Christ, watch this. Jesus Christ stepped on the scales with me. When Jesus stepped on the scale with me, a shout came from the other side of the scale and said, Equal! You are equal! Because of Christ in you. Jesus came in your life. And now that moral equality is there because of Christ. We are in Christ. See, on the day I received Christ, God's justice was satisfied. In my relationship with Christ, He, God, is totally just with me. Jesus already carried out the sentence. See, people can reject Jesus and die, but accept Jesus Christ and live. It's called salvation. It's called atonement. It was perfect. God's justice in Christ is completely satisfied. I'm going to heaven because of God's justice not just his mercy. It was God's justice that brought salvation. Just write this down. Romans 8, 
24 through 26. We're not going to read that. But 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, this is talking to the believer, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It doesn't say if we confess our sins, he is faithful and merciful, but it says just. In his mercy, he sent Christ. The sin was paid, and in his justice, we are forgiven because Christ paid the debt in full. Psalm 32, verse 1 and 2. David got a hold of this. He said, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is a man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Why does he not impute iniquity to me? Because he already imputed iniquity to Christ. The whole world's iniquity has been imputed to Christ, and the connection is receiving Jesus Christ as Savior. God's justice sentences me to heaven and justified me. In this world, we look at this justice, and we look at just, and and we think all the negativity. But the reality is, in the kingdom of God, justice sentences me to heaven and justifies me. Why? Because of Christ. The second thing, God is the full embodiment of mercy. You see, because God's mercy has no beginning or end. God's mercy doesn't increase or decrease. Mercy is because God is. So listen to this. Jesus' intercession on the right hand of the Father does not increase the mercy of God. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. It doesn't. So I have to, I have to really like bring this out to you in a strong way. Is that when Jesus Christ intercedes on the right hand of the Father, it does not increase the mercy of God because God's mercy is complete and full. It doesn't increase or decrease. It was his mercy that sent Christ, and his mercy does not diminish. Lamentation says the reason we are not consumed is because God is mercy. I had you turn your Bibles to Psalm 136. And this is an amazing psalm. And maybe some of you would get encouraged to memorize it. In verse 1 it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to God, the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. Every single verse, verse 5 through 26, says... His mercy endures forever. It does not change. So the question, why doesn't God immediately judge the wicked? The answer is because he didn't immediately judge you and me. Ezekiel 33, 11 says, Say to them, as I live, says the Lord God, 
I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? See, it doesn't please the Father that a wicked man dies. He wants all to be saved. Today you can do that if you don't know Christ. The definition of mercy, listen how I say this, is to compassionate to man. To compassionate to man. Mercy is God put his empathy into action. To compassionate. His compassion that we talked about last week. He moves in that compassion and he compassionates to man through mercy. God did in his mercy what was in his ability to do to redeem us. It cost Jesus Christ his life. So let me close with this. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 it says, from that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke Jesus, saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. You know what Jesus said to Peter? You still haven't allowed the mindset of who God really is, who I really am, to fulfill your thoughts and your minds, to renew your mind to who God really is. And I want you to understand, it offends me. And you're only mindful of the minds of men or the way men think or what men have said, this is who God is. You hear it in funerals and weddings. You, you hear it in, sometimes in sermons or at work in the cubicles. You hear people say, well, you know God, and they start speaking things that God really isn't. And I want to encourage you church family, and everyone that's listening and watching. We serve a merciful God. He's complete in mercy. God's justice could not have justified me if his mercy didn't send Jesus Christ to the cross. Do you see how that works together? There was a penalty that needed to be paid for that sin. And through his mercy, he sent Christ. And justice was paid for. Because God's mercy sent Christ to the cross, God's justice can no, cannot, watch this, cannot say to us, justified. The reality is, is that God's mercy sent Jesus to us and justice prevailed. The debt was paid in full. You see, we live our lives and we do such amazing things. I, 
I, I'm so amazed at so many of you from Valley. I've watched, I've heard, we've text messaged, been online together, all the different social ways of gathering at this time. And the things you're accomplishing, it's amazing. But hear me out. Don't ever diminish God's justice and God's mercy because it completes us in our walk in the kingdom of God. Why would you be confused regarding salvation? The bottom line is receive Christ and be justified because our God is mercy. If you are in front of the screen and and you're listening and watching this and you're maybe confused, am I saved? Am I is it going to church? Is it being good? No. No. Of course, going to church and the reopening is absolutely important. But you need to understand, in God's mercy that is complete, he sent his son to you. And in that, he presented Christ, the Savior of the world. What you have to do is believe in your heart, Confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And the Bible says you will be saved or justified. Justified. And now, because Christ is in you, in that equality, we can walk in God's kingdom and we can accomplish everything God's called us to. Remember the word. Reimagining, because God has some new things for us, not only to know, but to accomplish, not only in church, but in our lives, in our marriage, in our homes, in our business, our jobs, in our neighborhood. Remember, God, in his mercy, has justified you because you received it. It's all because he completed you and me. I love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And know soon, in the reimagining, we will gather together and see God do mighty works. Have a great day.